Welcome to the A Show. My name is BK. This is the Attitude Adjustment Show for April 11th, 2017. Uh, yes, it's going to be for April 11th and 12th. Uh, we're going to go back to the regular schedule programming for Wednesdays. Uh, we have a two-parter, so we finally have the wrestling edition of the AA show. We have our second guest, uh, our good friend Mark G. Marco. He's a he's a friend. He's a brother of a friend that I do from college back in Michigan, and uh, we're huge wrestling marks, huge huge wrestling fans. So, uh, uh, we ended up chatting for about a couple hours. Uh, on Saturday, April 8th, and uh, it went way longer than we thought. We're basically reviewing the uh, WrestleMania 33. I know many podcasts out there, a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. Um, so uh, we're going to share our thoughts from, you know, we're definitely a fan perspective. Um, you know, the generic fans, I must say. So we're not so in-depth at all that so much. Although I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a geek, you know, following the backstage stuff, reading third sheets and all those. You know what those are if you're a huge fan. So we're going to get to that. And we have, we're going to start off with a little bit of background on how we got into this business. You know, just the entertainment aspect of it. What was our first memories? And then a little bit of, uh, you know, background on our our personal lives and our youth, youths, whatever you want to call it. So shout out to the live audio wrestling, John Pollock and those folks out there. Uh, I used to write for a very short brief time in 07 or 06. I don't remember. One of those years when the ECW and WWE returned the second rendition of it. So we mentioned that a little bit. Uh, John and Law, I'm not making it up. If it weren't for you guys, I, I wouldn't be as a, much of a passionate fan. And that I am still today and also you know learning English which we're gonna get to a little bit you know I learned my English listening to radio sports radio wrestling all those things so that's why my English is way more conversational not so professional as much but anyways I'm not gonna t- take too much time we're gonna get to the first half of the show pretty much a big p- half of the show and then the pre-show this first hour and then we're gonna have a second part as an off so 33 and a half or 34 and a half uh, that's going to come the next day on Wednesday. We're going to divide it into two. So first hour is a fun part. And then uh, if you really like it, go check out the second part that's going to come on Wednesday. All right. And here it goes. All right. Now we're joined by our good friend for the first time on the AA show. I don't know what AA stands for this week. But anyways, it's Mark G. What's up? What's going on, Mark? How's uh, he's in right New York here. City? The Midtown, how's the weather today? The weather's pretty good today. Like, I can feel summer coming right now. So, you know, yeah. it's sunny. You know, the weather's great, a little bit warm. Good. Cold weather's off right now. So, That's everything's good. good. That's good. Yeah. It, yeah. How about Seattle, man? Uh, it started raining again yesterday. There was a one day there was no rain. But Damn then, it, um, that gloomy weather. That's why you're escaping the city. Actually, the. This winter has been a worse. I said this a couple of times in the show the last couple yeah. of weeks because we got the one year worth of rain in five and a half months. And mm-hmm. even for the locals here, they're like, all right, th- this is enough. This is too much <laughs> this winter. So I, I, I kind of felt that even today, too. I just came back from, you know, just practice golfing, driving range. And practice? Then, uh, practice. We're talking about You're practice. You're talking about practice? We're talking about practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm practicing. Are you some kind of Korean golf sensation right now? Oh, I'm I'm trying to be like the middle-aged, you know, Korean men at this point, and I'm not even thirty. So, 
But anyways, yeah. we're not here to talk about the practice. We're here to talk about wrestling after so uh, many wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, we've had 33 episodes of the AA show. And believe it or not, that yeah. was matching the WrestleMania 33, which we're going to talk about. And then, uh, like, there's so many podcasts out there. And then every single one's a wrestling podcast for some reason. But, you know, this is not, this, this is a topic of everything. But just because of WrestleMania ended less than a week ago. And then, uh, what was it? The Superstar Shake-Up that's coming this Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But although, by the time this audio is released, that Superstar shook up. It already shook up, <laughs> so it's a little too late. So before we start on the Mania review, uh, how about you share, Bark, your background into the wrestling fandom? How, how did you get started? What's your first wrestling memory? Why, why, it started with uh, a new pick of a wrestling, uh, you know, female wrestler. And then, you know, ignited my passion for wrestling. But jokes aside, right? Jokes aside, yeah. Uh, it all started when I was a little kid, you know. Okay. Uh, in Singapore, I was mm-hmm. watching it on television with my brother and my sister. This is like it's like really long time ago, like twenty over years ago. Uh, when WWE was formerly known as WWF. Yeah. You know, and uh, I still remember like the times where Undertaker fought against Yokozuna. Oh, you know, wow. okay. I still remember that times so like yo, like Undertaker really scared the shit out of me when I was young. You know, I was like really afraid of that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when his like when his music hit, it was like shit. You know, I need to hide behind the blankets. You know, that kind yeah. of shit. But like the mystique and awe of like wrestling made it so much you know more interesting. I guess. Is that I really like the entrance. Like I can remember like the entrances of like the Heartbreak Kid, uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh man. He was a very big yeah, yeah influence. You know, of why I watched wrestling and Bret Hart as well. I love really? his music. Right? His entrance was really cool. And like his gear and all that, you know, his strut, you know, his moves. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. top notch right there. So, and yeah. yeah, I mean, after that, you know, I uh, stopped watching wrestling for a few years. Like, you know, maybe I went to a, my friend's house, hmm? play like a wrestling game or something, but I never really had uh, much exposure to it after that because I didn't have like cable for a few years. And yeah. after that, when we got it back again, when I was like a preteen, uh, in 998 or 999 like you know the rock and the corporation yeah that was a huge that was a huge that was a huge factor of my life of why like you know my results in school like always like bad because like wrestling <laughs> literally like you know took a huge I consume a lot of wrestling let's just put it that way you know can, can I say can I say your grades hit the rock bottom <laughs> you know uh, it, def- it definitely took the last right you know <laughs> it took the last right wow yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I got buried like by Triple H, you know, but myself, like, yeah, so anyway. Oh, aside from that, I mean, like, I love like wrestling a lot during that time. I think my brother as well, because he keep practicing the, his like wrestling moves on me. I was like doing wrestling moves on him. Wow. And uh, at the same time, like, we really loved The Rock. Like, we tried to imitate him, you know. We, sm- we smelled what he was cooking, man. What he was cooking was really good, you know. Right. I want to eat that shit, you know. If it was, <laughs> I don't know what he was cooking, but yeah, I want to eat it. At the same time, uh, like, okay, Road Dog and uh, X Park. Yeah. The New Age Outlaws and Billy Gunn. Yeah. DX was pretty good, you know. I mean, I didn't really like Triple H for a while, but I respected him after like a few years because I understood where he was coming from and all that, you know, as a group order. But I really didn't know why he was always like winning as a hill and like, you know. So, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was just like for a few years there, I was like, yeah, 
mean, Triple H, that's a long story, but I mean, this is about why, uh, how I got started in wrestling, and uh, yeah, those times were really good, you know. Um, Monday Night Wars as well. Yeah. Yeah, Stone Cold, Mankind, all of them, you know. Too cool. Did you see too WCW? Cool. Scotty Too Hotty, Grandmaster Sexy, huh? WCW, I wasn't actually watching that much. I only watched WCW like toward the end, mm. where, before it closed. So I don't know about you, but I wasn't exposed much to WCW. I mean, like before Chris Jericho came to WWE, yeah. I wouldn't have known him. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I. Yeah. Wow, you, you watched. Okay, so the earliest memory of yours is Yokozuna and Undertaker. That's before '95, yeah. or like '95. Dude, I watched that. I watched. I watched that with my brother, and my sister. Like, yeah. uh, what's the guy's name? The British Bulldog and like the huge guy, yeah. Lex the, Luger. Something I don't know. Like, yeah, like wow, Lex Luger. Whew. Yeah, that was the. That was before he jumped to WCW, but wow. So you started there, then you missed a few years after Bret Hart left with us. Montreal screw job and all that, which is another long story. Yeah, but I mean, my memories like kind of fuzzy about that because I was yeah. still pretty young. Yeah. But like, yeah. But those are good memories because I was watching it with my brother it and my sister. Was. Like, they, we were all watching it as kids. I don't know why because it was like late at night, but we just watch it. Right. And it was like kind of violent and it's you know like before then it was blood right like rather than you know at this <laughs> yeah. age like I'm like thirty right now and I don't see blood in wrestling. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like twenty over years ago there was blood and I was watching it like what's that? can yeah. we correlate that please. <laughs> <laughs> and then you started watching it again during the peak of the Attitude Era, pretty much ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Corporation, the yeah, the Corporation, and, and then the McFoley, no chance, mankind at that time, <laughs> no chance in hell, no chance in hell. Yeah, oh, yeah. I uh, on my background, here comes the money. Shino Max skipping around. That's my that's that's my favorite part of WrestleMania right Dude, there. He's forty-seven. He's the most athletic 47-year-old like in the WWE right now. Did you know that him and Triple H are the same age? They're both 47 in 2017. But then one of them looks 10 years older than the other. But to be honest, I think uh, like Triple H has gone through like such a strict regime for so long and like taken so much shit over the years that I think he, he ages a little bit like faster, perhaps. Well, you know? yeah, he's, he's and he mentions that he doesn't guy. sleep much too, you know? Like he yeah. only sleeps like 5 hours a day or some shit. <laughs> The other t- the other twenty hours is spent with Stephanie, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. No comment. The time they have. <laughs> but anyways, my my quiet time, quiet early time. wrestling memory. Oh, I don't think I ever shared this. this is like, so we. This is when we when I was back in Korea before we moved to Canada and U.S. Right. So, yeah. uh, it was ninety eight. It was around the Mania. What was it? Fourteen, fifteen at that time. WrestleMania in ninety ninety eight. So that must have been... No, that's WrestleMania 15 when Mike Tyson came and then was a heartbreak hit versus Stone Cold. And then I was like, hey, I, I recognize Mike Tyson because I remember when he came back after he got out of jail in 94, 95 and I started watching... The, I, I saw the Holyfield fights, both of them, when, All right. including the one that... I remember I was going to school off. like... Uh, like, cause, like okay, just a like, side note. Like, I remember I watched... I mean, I didn't watch the fight uh, yeah. between like Holyfield and uh, Mike Tyson, but yeah. I saw it on the news because like Mike Tyson bit off his freaking ear, man. That was like a worldwide right. sensation. And I, I'll be honest, because I was like seven, eight 
at the time, right? And then yeah. I was like, I was a huge Mike Tyson fan. I didn't know anything. I didn't know why he went to jail. I don't know why he came out of the jail at that time, right? So I was like yeah. cheering for Mike Tyson. And then he, I was like, he was oh, in a jail because he was too gangster. He was, he was too gangster. He was too manly. Right. And then, and then so I, I saw, I recognized, and then there was a one channel in Korea. Wow, I forgot the station name all of a sudden, but it's for the U.S. military folks in Korea, right? So it was. Why were you listening channel? to that channel? No, it was just on. It wasn't the. It was a. Why was it, it just a, on? Like, why were your family listening to like a Korean military, like a U.S. military English channel? Well, they have it for the U.S. armed forces, right? So it's like an armed forces gotcha. network. And then. But your dad is in like a lot of U.S. Like, uh, shows on there, right? including the, <laughs> including Raw. And then I saw yeah. Mike Tyson. It was a. I think it was a contract signing with Stone Cold and Heartbreak Kid. Right. I don't know about Heartbreak yeah. Kid, but I remember Stone Cold giving the middle finger. Yeah, the double birds to Mike Tyson. Oh, I was man. like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. what is this shit? And then Mike Tyson loses his shit and like start going off to Austin and all that stuff. That's my early memory of it. And then we So you had that memory, but I didn't have that memory. So like you know, we can like have like different stages of memory and try and like you know, link all of them up of like our WWE <laughs> like universe. Pretty like pretty much. Like, Cause I was missing a few years, right? Like ninety yeah. like five, ninety six and you got that, you know? Oh no, but that was the beginning. There was there was a period I didn't watch, which I'm gonna get all to. Right. So and then we came to Canada, and then this is when Rikishi, Triple H, like Austin feud was going on, and then Rock was. I did it movies. for the Rock. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Time. I did it for you, <laughs> and then, family. Like, and then, uh, and then uh, I was watching it for a while, and then the. Br- you did, 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 did shut the hell up. <laughs> you remember and that? Then, yeah, I do. And then WrestleMania 18. Uh, you tongue wearing fatty. Oh, and then invasion <laughs> angle. I was like involved in watching that quite a lot, and just we had a radio. That was so hard. Then it had like material to be so good, but I felt that it was so. At the end, it was a little bit yeah. disappointing, you know. And but then, we can talk about it another time, anyway. So. Right, invasion. That's another story yeah. by itself. But this is when I started in, in Toronto and the six forty radio. At that time, there was a radio show uh, called the Live Audio Wrestling, The Law. So I started listening to this like one oh two, and then wrestling like a little Korean teenage G man. And then this is how I learned English too, just listening to radio. That's why how my English became really. Complicated. When was the first time you spoke English? Two thousand, two thousand one. I I mean, Shit, your English really is damn good for like a person that learned yeah. English since like, because I know like friends who are Koreans like they came yeah. to America like you know and they learned like they spoke English when they were like younger than you, but their English still really bad you know, it's really bad. And all, yeah. So I, I didn't read. <laughs> I I only listened radio, sports radio, and then wrestling, and then sports radio calls. Anyways, that's debating off the topic. But so there's a yeah. live audio wrestling, and then I later See, through this podcast, I actually know more about you. And I was like, whoa, shit! I learned more about BK. You know, he's not just a burger meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why I'm having this every week. But anyway, so live audio wrestling, I I started listening to it. And then they moved to another station later. <laughs> what the hell is it? Um, Live audio wrestling is not what I think it is, right? It's like play by play audio. I in later in 07 <laughs> when ECW started and ECW, I moved to the States in Michigan. So what happened is that the ECW came on Tuesday nights at ten. Kinda mm-hmm. like twelve five live now. Like they tape it after uh what was it? The SmackDown on Tuesday. Two or five live. Right. Two I don't five watch live. that shit. Right, you don't. But two or five live, where it was recording yeah. at that time, which is after SmackDown yeah. at ten o'clock yeah. Eastern, they had the yeah. ECW, and then but in Canada they broadcasted it on this channel Global Friday night at midnight. So I got to see it ahead of Canada. 
So I used to write the TV report for about a year in 07 for the website Damn. Live Audio Wrestling. Uh, this is this is it was a, one of the worst televisions I saw. It's like there was a Elijah Dukes and then the Tommy Dreamer came back, the new breed. Uh Mike wasn't Mike Noss, uh, Snitsky was there and then Vince McMahon Snitsky. became the champion at one point and then Bobby Lashley Wait, was Snitsky, the CW Snitsky champion. kinda looks like uh Braun Strowman, right? Uh, yeah, Mike Knox. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like, uh, you know, white guys look alike, but I thought Snitsky <laughs> looked a little bit like Braun well, Strowman. To be honest, Vince McMahon right does now. recycle some of the looks and appearances for the characters. I mean, so that's, that's like what everyone in life does too. You know, right. So. so anyways, that yeah. I, and then after 07, my grades suffered. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything, watching sports, playing video games Just, and watching right. wrestling. Wrestling with Haynes actually, wrestling. who's your roommate right now. Uh, yeah, boy. And then we we went to the TNA show, uh, Bound for Glory 2006. So uh, there was that too. Anyways, uh, after that, I didn't watch wrestling from 08 to a couple years ago. Maybe I saw a few events like the Money in the oh, Bank. Don't get me wrong. This is the best thing about wrestling because I didn't watch like wrestling uh, for a few years here and there, yeah. like, several years, like uh, in the 2000s and 2010s. You know, but right. you can always get back. Can read it up, you know, like what's happening. Watch it on YouTube, I, you know, like, and get caught up. You know, it's like yeah. it's better than days of our life. You know, it's like <laughs> days of our lives are like literally waste your life. You know, but <laughs> wrestling is. But like, I mean, it's just yeah. fun entertainment where you know you can pick up what, what you're interested in and just watch it. Yeah, you know, and get yeah and carry on. You know? I I just got sick sick of the re- the repeating storylines and it got pretty bad in 08 mm. and then on and then like. I missed all the John Cena, Randy Orton feuds that happen every week, and then yeah. um, I mi- one bad thing I missed was their Jeff Hardy, CM Punk feud when they're in SmackDown. Also, HBK, Y2J. Oh man, uh, that's a good feud, man. Feud yeah. In 08. I missed it, but I, I watched. Like, I watched it on YouTube. Like yeah. Jeff Hardy was so over, you know. Yeah, yeah. The only problem that he had was just like drug issues, but. Yeah, I mean, like people have their faults, right? But you know, like he, he really has like, a natural charisma about him. Like people just like him, you know. I mean, right. So. Yeah. yeah, I, I, and then I watch occasional like WrestleMania shows here and there. I still remember WrestleMania 24, Ric Flair's last match in Orlando. Woo! That was a really good show. Um, there was Woo! only one bad match with Finley and JBL in the beginning. I saw, but uh, anyway, JBL was the most over useless guy ever. Yeah. Anyways, wow, we spent a lot of time. Time on the background of our wrestling. All right, that's that's all, folks, for today. You know what? You know we'll share that more if if this episode goes okay. We'll we'll share our you know wrestling memories from the childhood and student times. So, all right. So you saw WrestleMania. Yes, sir. Last Sunday. All right. It was a long card. It was phenomenal. You you watched all seven hours. I'm gonna use. uh, I'm gonna borrow from AJ Styles' name right now. Okay. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. WrestleMania 33, baby. Yeah. Wish I was there, okay, but you know I wasn't. But on TV, I felt like I was there on the thrill ride. You know? Right, the ultimate thrill ride. Yeah, man. <laughs> had, like my emotions, like all of my emotions were exposed, man. It's just like you know, I felt everything. You know, I felt like excitement the first few matches. Right. Okay, let's just give you an overall summary of what I felt because it was the ultimate thrill ride, right? So my sensory, like you know, overload. You know, <laughs> first few matches were like so exciting because okay, you get AJ Styles against like Shane McMahon. Right. Well, that's the first match officially, but let's talk about the first like 
exact match, which was uh, Neville against uh, Austin Aries. Aries. So you saw the pre-show, the two hours yeah, before? Boy. Yeah, boy. Of course, man. I watched, I watched almost everything, or to I, be honest, everything. I, I yeah. left it on, and the, but then I was like, yeah, I left it on. my house exactly. and stuff, and then I came yeah. back and started Because you being a neat Korean guy that you are, right, have to clean your house, you know? So oh, just yeah, holler at your boy, man. Over. Like, if you, you guys need, you know, you <laughs> can to clean your house, he don't come cheap. Okay? Exactly. But he do a good job. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, yes. so yeah, I, I I saw most of the cruiserweight match. I was surprised that they threw this match like in the pre prelim, like in the first hour. Were I you surprised like, oh, that wow. it wasn't a prelim match, or no? How do you feel I'm not about surprised, that? but I'm surprised mm. that it was a first prelim match. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I gotcha, like, gotcha. It felt like a complete. Throw I mean, you want? I think it's a good. Uh, there's a good reason why they started the cruiserweight as the first match because they want to excite people, right. and it was actually a rather important match. Right. You know. It's not like I'm just gonna put my first match and then like throw in like two low cut guys, you know, and like let them fight or something like that. But these guys are pretty. I thought, to my understanding, they're pretty reputable, like in like mid cutters at least, you know. Like Austin Aries has a huge fan base, especially like pure wrestling fans really respect him. Mm. And I think Neville as well. I think Neville's on a rise right now, you know. His popularity is like coming back again, like uh to pre injury levels. Like people actually take him seriously again because for a while he was like kind of lost. They gave him a uh, script and like, he was like doing things with the actor from the Arrow and uh, Stardust. That wasn't really like great, you know. But now like they really focus on him being a true wrestler, yeah. you know, a badass, yeah. and to show off like what he can really do, which is amazing wrestling, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. For the cruiserweight, I'll, I'll be honest, the two hundred five group, uh, cruiserweights for those that. Who don't know in Japan they call them uh, junior heavyweights uh, so that's under 205 pounds uh, they're generally very whatchamacallit aerial uh, and they're very technical and fun but the problem with WWE's new cruiserweights have been that I, I mean they have great matches but nobody cares when you watch the shows right because that's true you know, you need to buy into people need them. to be invested into yeah emotional characters right yes. not just technically because it, it now it's reaching the general audience it's not some indie wrestling yeah. that you go in front of like 30 people and then they i mean they it's, Mars, it's good right? to see like all those like spots and everything but like because nowadays like you see so many great moves from everyone right you know sometimes it doesn't really make a difference anymore you know like, yeah. he doesn't really captivate you. I wouldn't say it doesn't make a difference, you know? Like, I, I like how Neville be... now, he doesn't do the red yeah. arrow, his finisher move. Like, so often he teases doing it and then like, Yeah, no, he saves it. Like, he yeah, because like, it, 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 it becomes like a greater impact if you save it, you know? Right. You, you're protecting the finisher. Finisher is supposed yeah. to finish. And anyways, yeah. this was a good match. But, uh, you know, I, I hope... I, I understand your your thinking process, right? Like they wanted to get people excited, like for the two hours, right? It's like before the yeah, so you show, like, kick yeah, it off, like, and it, 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 yeah. And at the same time, like they want people to subscribe as well. I think to my belief, right? Because they want to like give a good match, like in pre the pre show, so people would like actually flip in and tune into it online right. or something like that. Right, and also yeah. it, the, if you're really a hardcore there in the pre-hour, in the early wee hours of it, like, what time was this? Like, 5 o'clock, if I remember right? Yeah, 5 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, Eastern. Um, East yeah, those Coast, are hardcore baby. fans, so you gotta give them, I guess you have to give them the hardcore technical match. Um, and this this did it. I, um, it's not the greatest match ever, but it was fairly yeah. enjoyable to watch. Dude, I love, like, was. the match was pretty decent. Like, towards the end, like, uh, Austin Aries gave his, like, finishing move. Oh, Last yeah. Chancery. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Neville bro like broke out of that, you know that. Right. 
right. I, I think that just Which like a statement. I don't they really wanted to make Neville go over right now. Yeah, and I, the Austin Aries was made to make Neville go over. Yeah, you know, was here to me. Yeah, both of them are heels right now, the bad guys, and then Austin Aries is a better heel, to be honest. Yeah, so I mean, this is a little awkward position to put him in there, but then there's no real like babyface good guy in that division that could come up and be like, hey, let's do yeah. this. I mean, Zach Gallagher could have been that, but he he's kind of pigeonholing his character as a cartoon. Uh, I think that you just gotta give them a little bit more time because like now yeah. that we're aware of all these people, you know, yeah. just they're good. You know, some of them have really good. Uh, characters and especially the wrestling is really top notch. Right, and then uh, I think the next guy that we're pushing was Mustafa Ali. Um, who's yeah, he looks great, really man. Good. He and looks then, great. He looks like yeah, he was yeah. on Monday Night Raw, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't want to spend too much time on the cruiserweight, but it was a good yeah. opener. Uh, it was disappointing that it's on the on the main card, but I understand why they put it on the, the prelim, pre prelim. Yeah. So the next up after that was the 33 men. I thought it was a 30 men. Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy Battle Royale. It Royal. felt like a Royal Rumble in the yeah. you know, all at once in on the ring. So Big Show <laughs> got the intro and Braun got the intro, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I I I don't know why some people are expecting like Braun to just win this or Big Show to win this because I thought like yeah yeah you know what but that that's so predictable you know what I mean it's like oh you gotta keep Braun's character strong yeah but you know what uh that's way too way 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 too predictable so I think they did a good Braun job. Braun doesn't him. really need this. He didn't really need to win this because exactly. he's already over already. He he is destined to be. Yeah. Could be the next big show or whatever, next great big man in the WWE. He's already there. You right. Know? And WWE did a good job in the 2016 to build him up the way he is yes. right now. So I, I'm i glad they did that. And the, but, So I'm glad that a lot of guys worked together to eliminate him early. Him yeah, and so it show. doesn't seem that they're soft, you know. Like, right. You know, it then, takes like a, a mountain of men to you know get rid of the guy. And... And then everyone thought Sami Zayn wasn't gonna win after that. But to be honest, I was like, Ooh. I mean, but I think it's like I think this matchup actually is meant for like really new people, and especially like uh, people who are not like exposed enough to to for them to like right. uh, give them the chance to win and go over the crowd. Because Sami Zayn has been like uh, the highlight of a couple of pay per views already. You know, yeah, he was just in there to sh- like showcase his moves and all that. I think he was like he didn't really have. A match planned out for him in this WrestleMania, so they just like threw him in, and like, he shot like you know he shined in the match. He was he was great. So look at the history of the winners of this thing. Yeah. So it's Cesaro, yeah. Big Show, Baron Corbin, and then now mm. after this one, Mojo Raleigh. Wait, um, did Big Show win the first one or was it Cesaro? One. He won the second. second? One. Cesaro right. won the first one in New Orleans. Um, but uh, Sami Zayn, it would have been a nice story, but I think he deserves a more of a like a mainstream push if you're gonna push him um so i don't think this this i don't think this tournament really matters like do you look at cesaro and be like hey remember when he won the andre the battle the, 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 the giant Memorial i mean to be honest like he won the first one and after that he was pushed quite a little bit you know yeah it, it, he had like a good streak going on with like you had a manager as well and all that <laughs> yeah this is when i wasn't watching and then um people are saying yeah he's so underutilized and all that so i don't know but big show baron corbin i guess uh he was pushed and then they kind of made a point last year it's like i'm the lone wolf man and then like his receding hairline and then the sad emoji stomach that he has and then they covered it up with the uh <laughs> trunks that he's wearing now but Dude, i heard he's been working out man he's going he's like he's losing that fat you know yeah 
yeah. getting them games. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's <laughs> not Chris Hero level, okay? It's not Cassius Ono level right now. So it's okay. Chris Hero fat is like, you know, he's literally a hero, you know? Like, he's a sandwich, you know? <laughs> But like, yeah, you gotta enjoy it while it lasts, okay? Because like people are complaining about it, and I'm probably he's probably gonna lose it to be honest. But I think it doesn't really affect his like wrestling style moves. He's a big dude, man. I believe he's a wrestler, you know. Oh yeah. What else he do you want wrestle. me to believe? Yeah, he he's six wrestle. five, man. He's six five. I'm, I'm gonna believe whatever he does. You know, it doesn't matter if he's fat. Did you, you know? see the NXT show the night before? The he's not even that. Uh, can you repeat that? Sorry. BK? Did you see the Takeover show the night before? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, I did not like, watch the whole three on three tag match with yeah. Chris Hero on it. Yeah. But yeah. Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono. All right. Cassius Ono. Oh, Are you trying no. to trick me? No, no, no. I'm just trying <laughs> to oh, stay no. Oh, no. Anyway, the Battle Royal, the, the, the main thing they wanted to do is get Rob Gronkowski in here. Um, yeah. It was an awkward moment near the you end before height. he came in. Because the security did stop him. But then there were a whole bunch of like others referees and other security agents came down so, and then he just slowly like walked up to the ring and i was like this is the most awkward security moment ever because clearly the security guy who first stopped gronk was not aware that gronk was part of the show you know what i mean so yeah. <laughs> when you watch it back so, and then uh you know he did the running running shoulder um I, he wasn't gonna just tackle otherwise yeah. bill belichick would have been mad and <laughs> so jinder mahal by the way he's He's bigger than fucking Gronk, I'll be honest. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, dude, man. Gender, man. Yeah. All those Gender, man. What's he taking? He's, he's getting them gains. He's getting them gains, yo. So I was like... And then, you know, the, another thing, the last few people that Maybe were... Maybe if that, his uh, WWE career doesn't pan out, right? Gender should try out as a tight end for, like, Jacksonville or some shit, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's going to get flagged <laughs> for the wellness policy of the NFL. And then he's going right, to get gotcha. suspended. But Why don't I, you believe in nat natural games, you know? Maybe he's a real natural talent, natural talent, you know? Yeah, look at his photo. Anyways, if you look at... I'll be honest, one thing I'll know... And I, I was actually kind of happy about uh, the last few guys who were in the match, especially for Jinder, because I think, like, he deserves a little bit of a push. So, like, being second and, like, doing so much in a match, you know? Like, second as in the last guy to be eliminated from... Uh, Nobody remembers the second place. This, yeah, you're right. I mean, in Memorial Battle Royal, but I think but, he did really yeah. well and it really affected I, my opinion of him, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think he should be pushed a little more. Like, they can create a storyline for him yeah. in the future. Like, he's a good wrestler and he has a little bit of charisma. Right. Well, so he has a presence they, now with all those veins popping out. But, but the, Something's the popping in his thing, mouth, last you know? thing about the Battle Royal. Yeah. Um, the last five guys in the ring was Titus, Mojo, Sammy, uh, Jinder, Titus. and then uh, Killian, right? The guy oh, from man, NXT. I'm so sick of Titus, to be honest. Like, what? I mean, okay, I think I if get you, it. Like, if, yeah. The only reason why he's always in is because of like uh, his like me, uh, his activities with charity and like you know, like yeah. giving like WWE but, like good uh, representation of like you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the last five guys route. in that. Uh, ring i was uh, i would say that that was very diverse if you look at it yes yeah, yeah like titus is a black yeah. dude sammy is syrian he's not white killian yeah, is scottish gender yeah. indian canadian and mojo mojo is actually middle eastern right so uh can india take uh, gender in the, in the national draft 
national draft? <laughs> is this a ra- wait? Is this a racial draft? Are you trying to do like the Chappelle style? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just calling it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought the, I don't know how many my gender, noticed my that, gender. I, I know WWE is very conscious about the uh, you know the diversity and stuff. So. I mean, let's face effects like uh, I'm not face. Let's not face effects like uh, Kurt Hawkins, right? But yeah. Aside from that, you know, it's like I mean WWE is a worldwide phenomenon right now you know it's like it always has been but right now they're actually really like people from like the whole world is actually really into it right now so, Asia, i think the subscriptions yeah. from international uh the fan base has grown like much more you oh know? yeah it, it, like, like it's been through last year, year. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure uh mexico too we which people don't realize like how big the audience in mexico is like especially yeah. like smackdown i i talked about with this another friend about you know the popular how popular SmackDown was with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio when they were there. And then the TV yeah. ratings always peak when they were on, especially in the yeah. Southern California, Texas area. You know, Dude. Mexican people just tune in and watch CW. But um, yeah, and uh, WWE's like Burritos. aware of it as a global brand. So um, I thought I thought it was interesting Dude. where the last five I mean, left in the Actually, battle. okay, aside from like okay, being it like a national thing, like people come from all these countries and make it entertaining, like Eddie Guerrero and... Uh, Ray Mysterio actually very entertaining to watch. Oh yeah, uh, you know? he proved WWE like, wrong. You know. Yeah, for example, okay, like I can give you an example of a guy that right now he doesn't have the charisma yet, but okay, let's see and uh, give it a while and see how it goes. Like Tian Bing, is okay. that how you pronounce his name? I don't. Like, know. He was really bad in the ring. Like he lasted. He was like the top last five yeah. as well, or something. Yeah. Oh he... yeah, yeah. No, he was like uh, first ten eliminated, I think. Well, and he he, he eliminated like uh, Dolph Ziggler, right? Whoa. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, ooh. No, no, Dolph eliminated him. Oh, Dolph. He eliminated Bo right. Dallas. Oh, Bo Dallas? All right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, they gave him a little bit of exposure, but his selling is still not there. He's so raw. I think he's, okay, he has been wrestling in Japan before he came over to the Performance Center, but right now, he's not even in NXT. <laughs> Why is he even in the Battle Royal? Just give an opportunity and then get the Chinese right. uh, press. But anyway, right. I don't yeah, want to kill guess, so much yeah, time in this press. useless. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyways, I'm we're sorry, still in the pre-show. Sorry, we 10 minutes talking about the first pre-show know, match. Okay, then, second pre-show match. It's okay. And but then, the finishing uh, was great. Okay, Gronk came in, should have tackled, you know, Jinder. Yeah. And Mojo got his WrestleMania moment by eliminating Jinder Mahal. Right. And that was pretty hype, you know, that if you ain't hype, you know, yeah, he stays it, hype, you know. He made the sports center moment for sure. So that's good. Uh, The yeah. next one, I think we can keep doing. So and get, keep the next match or Dean Ambrose beat. Alright, I'm gonna keep it short, right? Match. Battle of the hairline, okay? That's it. That's all we need to talk about. <laughs> Battle you know? of the hairline. <laughs> I'm gonna predict, okay? I don't wanna talk about hair because hair is a very sensitive issue right now, you know? Mm. I don't, don't wanna get it, yeah, but Dean Ambrose, okay, Baron Corbin, the match was. It is expected to be like yeah. average, so it yeah, match. it just performed to my expectations. It, it was pretty average, this, you know? This it was wasn't like, even a street fight, it was just a normal. Yeah. Right. They they had a yeah. way better Normal match on SmackDown with the street fight, yeah, definitely. which is what we expected. It had to be a blow off, but you know that. Anyways, yeah. I think Baron should have won, but you don't want to win it this way. Anyway. They need to give like better spots for them to like do like all this uh, their moves though. Like Dean Ambrose, like before he came to the WWE, like he was really hardcore, man. Yeah, what do you want? If you want to promote Baron Corbin as a badass, just make him go all like you know Dean Ambrose, you know. 
Uh, yeah, but this was for the title because it was at the yeah, this was for the, yeah, intercontinental there was title. No, yeah. There was no, like, you know, steam going into this anyway. So it, it was a surprise that Dean won, but I wouldn't want Baron's first major championship moment to be a dud. You know what I mean? I'm just like, glad that Dean didn't do his, like, no self close line. You know, he was, Baron uh, prevented that from happening. No, 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 take for it. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Dean came back and then, uh, yeah, Baron Coleman took him for a ride. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> it was an immemorable match. They had a way, way, way better street fight, but then the street fight ending came out of nowhere. I'll be honest, it, it was really good. The street fight in the SmackDown, better than that's great. Yeah, I like it. But yeah. uh, that was not for the title, which I don't understand. I think they should have changed the title. Ch should have changed hands at SmackDown this past Tuesday, but that didn't happen. But Baron still won, so I'm like, all right, they're they're keeping this feud alive. So, anyways, Dean, I, mean, I think we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the WrestleMania match was. It was nothing. No, was there's nothing. not much to say. It was, like, no, it was just a TV match. Yeah, was, there wasn't any like great highlights for the match, no, you know? No, no, So, all right, we'll move on. We'll move on. We can't kill so much time talking about Dean Ambrose. We're going like in to the actual yeah. show. The ultimate the show of shows. The show finally kicked off at 5 o'clock Pacific. No. 4 o'clock Pacific. 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern time. East Coast, baby. Oh, so the first match is AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, which I'm going to call this the match of the night, I'll be honest. Because there, there wasn't a particular match that Man. I go like, wow, this, this is an awesome. T like, Taker, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels match. And then the rest of the card sucked. Because overall, the entire show was awesome. But there wasn't one match that just stood out and be like, wow. But if I had to pick one, it had to be the, the intro. AJ Styles, Shane McMahon. Uh, what did you think about this? This match was amazing. I think people really didn't appreciate it as much as they could because this was the first match. They didn't know what to expect. You know, mm. the beginning match of WrestleMania. Right. So that everything they saw was like, okay, you know, to get hyped. This was a really exciting match. There was a lot of great spots. Shane did a lot of uh, performed like a couple of uh, good wrestling moves, suplexes and stuff. Did he? I think yeah, you saw him do it. <laughs> you don't and, remember uh, what he did. No, I, I but one particular thing I definitely remember him doing was the coast to coast. Oh, coast, coast to coast. coast, and then uh, shooting star press that missed. Oh yeah, shooting but star then, press. Uh, that I do it for a forty-seven-year-old guy to yeah. do a shooting star press and take that damage. He Dude. landed better than Brock Lesnar. Much respect when he was to the man. Much respect to the man. He landed better than Brock Lesnar did when he was 25. So, gotta give him that. But at the same time, I was annoyed when David Otonga said, Did you see our commissioner doing a shooting star press? Yeah, he did it. He missed. He missed. The most athletic 47 year old man in WWE right now. So, I. I, I I gotta say that like, they, try to, they try to sell like Shane is like you know like he does like MMA training he does Muay Thai he does Jiu Jitsu right so they there yeah, were some moments in there that, like oh he's built like a linebacker <laughs> he's built like, like a 47 year old which linebacker I don't understand it's like what about Mojo Mojo is Mojo was a fucking linebacker in the NFL <laughs> you know what I mean so I was like oh come on why can't they just say that to like Mojo or something he's a former you know, NFL guy and he's right? good friend why must he sell like Shane McMahon like a like, I right. think we all know where he comes from, okay? Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that's Vince yelling into the commentator's ears, pretty much. No, they can say, like, you know, he, he got chokeslammed by Undertaker yeah. like, hundreds of times, you know, but, so, yeah. uh, I, I'm glad that, like, AJ, <laughs> this is the resume. crowd was into this match from the beginning, and then they booed Shane a lot, and then they were cheering for AJ, and then AJ, you know, you know, AJ should have been, come off as a better wrestler, which dude, came to be. Dude, uh, I mean, AJ really showcased his skills as well, dude. 
Like what? Like Pele kick. Like, oh, I love his moveset so much, you know? Oh, man. AJ, hands down, is the best performer in the world right now. Like, in the last year, you know? He he, he really helped the SmackDown brand as a champ. And then the... Yeah, legitly. Like, he really is. The plate or whatever. <laughs> I, I think he's my favorite wrestler right now. Like, yeah. Based on just like wrestling and charisma, like the overall package. Yeah, and he then, has uh, it, his you know? promos were a lot better than when he was in TNA ten years ago that I remember. And then he he found this voice. You know, if you watch him and if you watch him in Japan, you know he was the second leader of the Bullet Club and all that. I think he found this character in the voice, which mm. a lot of these guys uh, that came from TNA Ring of Honor, which I didn't see they had before. Like Samoa Joe, I, I look at him differently now than 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like Samoa Joe, I love, always yeah. loved him as a technical wrestler, but I always went, wow, I think his voice is lacking. Now you look at Samoa Joe, it's like, this motherfucker is going to kill you. Even when he yeah, talks. He's a, he's a badass right now. He's going to yeah. fucking kill you. And like, he can speak on that. AJ has like, I'm a better wrestler. And then like doing that, doing the phenomenal. Well, he thing. did a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal forearm and the calf crusher as well. You know? like, he did all his great moves, man. He didn't do the like, 450 cool. corkscrew at all. Oh yeah, you're Not right. Cork, so he didn't do that 450, but it's okay. He he proved his point, and then this. Ah, I know people expected like it would be Kurt Angle Shane McMahon match, but it didn't have that like craziness. Um, except the shooting star press at the end. But overall, really good kickoff, really good match. So uh, ended ended up. with a Styles Clash, right? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Yeah. It was a half Styles okay. Clash, and he ended it with a phenomenal forearm. Gotcha. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh my god, you already forgot. It's been less than a week. So, oh yeah, yeah there was a moment I... he did the one, uh, the Styles Clash, but it was a, it, it, it didn't finish Shane because he only got one arm under the leg instead of both arms. But anyway, so overall good match. I think this was the best match. Uh, the w- next one, the yeah. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. I'm actually surprised <sighs> that, that they, they put this second. Um, I was a little disappointed they put it up so early. Um, so the story of the match is that they knew since they were such good friends for a long time They know each other's moves. They know how to counter each other's moves um, Overall, it was an enjoyable match, but I don't think it was at the blow-off level. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't think yeah. it's over yet and um, Kevin Owens won which is not a surprise. I thought that uh, yeah I thought that was what was gonna happen and then only moment that I really took it in was uh one of the kick Drink it in, man. When Kevin Owens places index finger or the knuckle on the rope to break oh, the Oh, yeah, three that, was count. A, that was a pretty good moment. Like, <laughs> just before a tree gun, he placed his finger, like, you know, Instead the tip of, of his finger touched the rope to, to prevent so Chris Jericho from winning. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, but the match itself, I didn't think it was up to the level. It was only 16 minutes long. But uh, what did you think about this one? What did you think about this uh, best friends fighting storyline leading up to the Mania? Like, was I invested in it? I mean, I was pretty happy about it when uh, Chris Jericho came out at Payback. Was it Payback? Mm. To prevent uh, Kevin Owens from winning. Do you remember that? Fastlane, you mean? Oh, Fastlane, Fastlane. Yeah, against Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the storyline itself wasn't that great, but really? for me, I feel like Chris Jericho had like more of a charisma. And, like he's such a good storyteller, and Kevin Owens is getting there, right? You know, but definitely Chris Jericho carried this uh, feud. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He kept, kept kept me invested in this feud. Yeah. Yeah. I and the wrestling was good in this match. You know, they did a lot of like you know, spots. They had uh, 
Chris Jericho is like looking like a twenty year old again, you know, <laughs> at certain periods of time. I I do see that he kind of slowed down, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, certain yeah certain sports he did really well. I mean, okay, don't don't forget he's like forty seven as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's forty seven. So he's like Shane's age, you know. Um, Don't forget it. Yeah. The build-up was all great. I think you know Kevin Owens proved his point when he needed to for two weeks. You know what I mean? With a spotlight on him when Jericho wasn't yeah. on the show. Uh, but I didn't feel that this match really, you know, told that blow-off story. You know what I mean? With the list and everything. I mean, it was great that the list came. Up I mean, I on think the ramp to, in order for Jericho. this match to have been like uh, to have settled the feud or not. Mm. To have like made a feud more interesting would be like after Kevin Owens winning Chris Jericho, he should have continued to attack Chris Jericho after the pin. You would have you know? just beat him down. Yeah, just beat him up like shit. You know, make him injured. Oh, oh write him off for a couple of weeks. You know, mm. so or that... like since like Chris Jericho is leaving anyway, just pump him until he's down. Well, not for another month, but yeah. So I think they're yeah. gonna have a rematch. So yeah, that's... fine. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying like they should have just like make him. Pump Chris Jericho hard, you know. Like they keep injured, and after that, like they can write him off the storyline from there, you know. Mm, in the future, because they they're gonna write him off anyway. Well, yeah, maybe they'll do that in the next show. Was it the payback? Yeah, let's see what happens. In San Jose. Yeah. So let's see what happens. They have one more match, so it was clearly not the end of it. But you know, I thought this was gonna be the blow off. But I mean, look, if your friend betrayed you in, and right? you guys really hate each other, I yeah. wouldn't even care, you know. If like I finish after the bell, I win. I'm gonna freaking attack you. <laughs> Yeah, that would be two beatdowns that Kevin Owens has on Chris Jericho after the the festivity festival of friendship. You know, yeah. Owens beat him down, and then you do that again at the Mania. Oof, yeah, that'll be tough. You want to generate a lot of heat from him, and like going over against Chris Jericho. Yes, you know, you gonna make him a good heel. I think because uh, WWE is still deciding on like uh, what to do in the future, so they, I think they controlled that a little bit. You know, because Kevin Owens can be. A good guy or a bad guy. He's not the guy anyway, so, you know. Wow, I can't believe you just dropped that line for Roman. The Romy Rome. Uh, oh, wait, we talk about Roman right now? No, 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 no. We'll save that for the future. Romy Reigns. Romy, Romy at the end. Yeah, he's my boy, man. Romy Reigns. All right. He Kevin Johnson too. All right. So, okay, we'll, okay. we'll keep an eye on the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho feud because we still have one yeah. more match on it. Let's see what happens with Kevin Owens uh, in the future because... Yeah, he's a good wrestler. He has career. I think he's up and coming. Like, I don't know if he's at the top right now. Even though he won the title, it feels like... Yeah, that title run didn't feel like it put him onto that, wow, he's the brand. Yeah, he, yeah he's not bad. the guy that should carry the brand because, right now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he can in the future, Like, but let's give him a little bit more time. You know, he's still, he's, He has a lot of time. Yeah, yeah he's, focus he's good. on that title was really the friendship, right? Building up yeah. to this match. So yes. that's understandable. Yes. All right, let's get to the right. next match, the Fatal 4-Way Elimination match for the Raw Women's title. Uh, I, man, Charlotte's my goal, man. Just gonna call it I'll out be right honest, now. this this women's match could have been way more than what it actually was. You know, if if Bailey Dean, uh, win, Charlotte did like a moonsault off the top rope, right? The corkscrew, yeah. A corkscrew, yeah. Oh, that was amazing, dude. It was. You didn't like it? No, I no. Not, I'm not talking Charlotte's about that. Charlotte's a beast. I'm not okay, talking about right, the, okay, sorry. I'm not talking about the match. All right, if right, you right, follow right. the flow of the storyline for the Raw Women's yeah. Division, which yeah. Sasha Banks, Charlotte, going back and forth, and then Charlotte keeps her, whatever, Sunday pay-per-view streak. All right, on. yeah. And Bailey yeah, gotcha. just won it out of nowhere in LA against Charlotte on a Monday Yeah, night. she just her came out and she just won her it. Her first title. Yeah, title. Yeah. And then Bailey defended it, defeating Charlotte's streak. 
-hmm. And then Naya loses at fast lane, but then somehow gets in. Yeah, to the picture, because he's I such mean, a badass. I mean, it should have been Bailey's moment. Like, oh my god, she finally did it. She beat Charlotte. She beat Charlotte on the big sh Sunday shows, ends her mm -hmm. pay per view streak, beat Naya, Sasha, and Bailey's first title. And then go into San Jose for payback and then be like, wow, homecoming. Right? Naya should have never lost. They should have, like, you know, like boosted her reputation by just giving her a win streak like a Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. No, like, no. she's a badass. She's a badass. So, you know? I mean, so this this match could have had its really pinnacle moment. Yeah, the storyline for this match wasn't great. Yes. No, I agree. no, no. The match was okay. I mean, the storyline story story wasn't that great. Right. I mean, it could yeah. have been better. And then Bailey would have been monster hot. And then people would have popped harder. And then people would have said, oh, Charlotte finally lost or something, right? And then the rumor is she might go to SmackDown. Then this would have been a good send-off. You know what I mean? When they do the Superstar Shake-Up. But they, they screwed it up. But either way, I like, I like this match in the beginning. You know, three of them working together to get, get rid of Naya, which was similar to what NXT did. The three tag team elimination match with a revival DIY and then the authors of pain same concept uh and then getting rid of Naya fast was a good idea anyway because like Naya is still very fresh and green like she's not ready um, dude the spot that they did time. like uh, the three woman power bomb that was pretty amazing on Naya yeah what did you call it the three woman power bomb no no didn't you say it was what? a women's shield <laughs> Oh, like, slam like, or oh right, yeah. I said like the like, reenactment of like the shield power bombing the opponent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a cool moment, and all. But you know what would have been awesome? So all three jumped on to pin Naya, right? Yeah. Naya kicks out after the three count. So yeah. it was a late. She still gets eliminated, but she kicks. But out she didn't do that, three. right? No, but she should have. Then she should have, yeah. She should have. Then, then we go like, oh my god, they barely eliminated her. Naya could. Yeah, they need to really. They missed the chance on that, you know. Yeah, and that, the, that would have been. But either way, it was a good. I thought it was the match was a little rushed. I I was a little. Yeah. After Sasha just got eliminated off of a whatever exposed turnbuckle from Charlotte, Bailey did the Randy Savage elbow, and then mm -hmm. that was the end. No Bailey to Bailey. No, none, none of that. Uh, but you know. It definitely the entrance for all four women were like wow. But then I also go wow. What this match could have been for Bailey and Charlotte. And I then, know. Like, like it could have been more hyped. More hyped. Exactly. Let's and just then, put it that way. The wrestling was great. Like women's wrestling has really progressed so much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like yeah, the athletic ability has really, you know, yeah. like impressed me a lot. Cause like even like uh, I mean. Uh, as a man, I don't think I can do like some of the moves that this woman do, or actually all of them. You know, since oh, I'm oh god, can you even <laughs> take a back bump? I'm just inactive. Now? Sorry. Can you even take a back bump on the mat? <laughs> I mean, uh, sign me up, okay? But I don't know if I can take one. After <laughs> like, day one, you're like, GG, GG, yeah. not doing it anymore. Anyways, uh, so overall, good match, but storyline-wise, disappointing. Yeah. Um, but uh, you okay, know what? what do you feel about the wrestling, though? I said, okay, for example. Uh, I wanted to talk about okay, Bailey, okay, mm -hmm. Charlotte, yeah. Sasha, and Naya. Like, who do you think is the best overall wrestler at Charlotte. the moment? Charlotte. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, right? Because no. I've been reading about this, like you know, in like YouTube comments, like people really don't like Charlotte, and I don't understand why. You know, don't like her as a wrestler. Yeah, or I was like, I think, like, 
maybe more towards her character. I don't know, but oh, as, a, as a wrestler, I would really think she's that she's like, to be the, yeah, bad girl. Yeah, out of all of them, right? Because I'm not really impressed like too much with. Uh, okay, yes, he has improved, but I mean, Sasha, you know, still has a little bit of uh, hiccups here and there. And Bailey, Bailey has improved though. Like she's really good now. Like well, the diving, the diving elbow was well. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I think all of them are good, but Charlotte obviously has the most upside, and then the athleticism, yeah, right. and then very safe. Sasha gets hurt. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, size plays a role as well. I think like it doesn't look as good if you're like smaller for a lady. Well, I would you say that okay, unless you're like doing like high flying moves or well, some of the moves I don't know why it just doesn't look as great. I but honestly I think yeah. Bailey is a merchandise seller. If you look at it from the marketing perspective, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. She yeah. like people are worried about hey John Cena goes away, <laughs> who's gonna sell the merchandise, right? Yeah, Bailey I, could be like a female John Cena. Yeah, I I think you Bailey's I uh, one yeah. to get behind, and then yeah. also Finn Balor, Finn Balor, whatever. What the hell is Finn Balor? Finn Balor. Balor. Some people call him in UK. So I'm like, Finn Balor. Are you part of the Balor club? No, I'm not part of any club, but whatever. I think those two can carry the merchandise business if you do it, if you tell the right story. For like, from the pure traditional baby face. So you want to make uh, Finn Balor sell uh, his uh, demonic figurines to little kids? Are you telling me that? Yeah, like, hey, this like, is kids alter buy that shit? That's not violent. Hey, man. It's like, at... Isn't it like a bit of uh, scary? And like, no, no. no. Why would Wonder kids buy it? Like, story, it? <laughs> like, was scary, but people still bought it. And yeah. people still dressed up for the, uh, what was it? For the Halloween. And Sting, too. Everyone was like, dude, Sting Crow is so cool, right? Same thing for Finn. But Sting is not a demon. <laughs> Well, Crow okay, I, I get demon. it. I think I get it. Out, like, uh, the, I get it. The yeah. like you know the paranormal kind of thing. The team is kind of the same. Okay, fine, fair enough. Okay. So I guess do, kids nowadays will accept it. Yeah. Okay. Compared cool. to compared to what, what's his face Bray Wyatt, who we're gonna get to. Finn Balor oh, is a better right. choice for the. I mean, he's more good looking. If you're gonna put it that way, you know. Right, <laughs> he's more of a package. He's an underdog too. So Bailey's an underdog. Yeah. But anyways. But out of all Bailey's of them, yes, a top Char- dog Charlotte, Bailey's Charlotte a top dog. is the best all it's, around. It's Bailey's yet, no. Charlotte is the best all around. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Charlotte is like, yeah, I really respect that lady. Yeah. I, I think but the, I think the yeah. time has come because we saw so many of the matches with these four combinations of women so much. So when the superstars yeah. shook up, already happened by now. Yeah. By the time this audio gets released, I, ex- I expect there's some switch up like Becky comes over or Charlotte goes over, something like mm. that, or Naya goes over. I don't know, but I think uh, I think it's time for a switch up of talent. Cause SmackDown has a better overall uh, women. No doubt. I mean, the storyline is definitely uh, better as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Naomi, you know, like, they have a lot of good wrestlers. You know, don't right. get me wrong. So we're gonna get. So uh, we can talk about that later. Yep. Anyway, so all let's right. Carry on with uh, WrestleMania discussion. Yes, let's carry on. The next one, we're almost at the halfway point of the show, which is the, which originally was a three-way tag team ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Oh man, but, this match. But swerve happened. The host of WrestleMania, which was the New Day, came in and looked like New they were gonna Day. get looked like they were gonna get into a match because uh, like Xavier had his shirt off, Biggie was like in his gear, like Kofi was in his gear too, and then people were chanting yeah. delete, delete, and then it's like oh. The only other thing that would probably uh, excite me more 
from this uh, match. Okay, let's continue first. But can you imagine? I don't know. The crowd was very hyped about this match. You know, like it was pretty good. The entrances oh, by the man. three teams. No, so as soon as I'll be honest, like because this was gonna be a nothing match until right. the ladders were introduced Monday night before Mania, and then was, yeah. no way Hardys are coming. Really? Because they did the so the Har Hardys finally came out as Hardy Boys. Uh, not the broken character. Hardy. Jeff looked like Jeff. Uh, but then, uh, the, the, just to note, Michael Cole, as soon as the Hardy Boys came out, I was like, things are about to be broken. And then I'm like, come on, Michael. And then when the match started and started get going, it was like, Hardy Boys haven't lots of step. I'm like, yeah, because they were fucking doing the same match in Ring of Honor the night before. The ladder match against the Young Bucks. So I was like, they haven't lost a step. They did a ladder match the night before. A crazier the match of youth. than this one. Bucks of youth. <laughs> In the, what was the, the honorable ring? I don't remember what that said, but yeah, th this was a, man, that was the loudest the crowd got when the Hardy Boys came out and then people chanting delete and doing the mad That's the most there. exciting moment when the Hardy's music hit like, and I was genuinely, I mocked out for that. I was like, yeah. my name yeah. was proven to myself, you know, yeah. like, wow, yeah. that was a WrestleMania moment that was for the one. ages. Oh yeah. For sure. To be honest, I watched that video yep. at least 20 times. Really? Just the intro? Yeah. Wow. Just the intro for them coming down and like Jeff like dancing and like yeah. hip hopping around like he was like 25. Yeah. <laughs> even though he's like 40. Right. Right. But, um, and then like you see like the new day like stepping back, you know, like. Wow. That was pretty funny and like. The yeah. intro. And Broken Matt Hardy was like, ah, his, then, his yeah. face is like, his face just makes me he smile. He still had that broken look. Um, so, yeah. But then, so just to know. He came out with his arms like, you know, wide open, like wide, like spread out. Yeah. And his face was like, you know, like giving that Matt Hardy broken face. So <laughs> on this match, aside from the pop, I don't remember much of the match except at the end when Jeff, Jeff did the swanton off of two ladders. Uh, on Sheamus and Cesaro. Sheamus and Cesaro did like the swing and uh, oh no, the, what, on, what do you call that? The punch that he does to his opponent. Yeah, in the yeah, chest? yeah, yeah. No, he. I don't know how many swings. Uh, Cesaro it was like did twenty. Anderson. It was like twelve, fifteen. I'm like, wow, that that's really tight. I at one point I thought he was he was gonna throw Anderson onto the ladder that was in the corner, but I was like, nah, that's a heel move. Not gonna do that. It's baby blues tag team, but. The match yeah. itself uh, was not as memorable. It was very short. It was only 11 minutes long. Um, and then it came with the swanton. And the guys at the end, then Matt picked From up the belt. From a 20-foot ladder. No, by the, God. The by swanton. God. <laughs> swanton. It actually missed Sheamus, which was a shame because uh, Jeff kind of undershot. Uh, and then uh, I think Cesaro took all the impact coming down. So, uh, so it was supposed to be a huge two-ladder break, but that didn't happen. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll never... We won't forget this moment. And they won the title, and they had to, to be honest. And some people go, you can't just come in and win the title. It's like, you know what? If the Hardys come in, they got to win it. There's no point of them just walking in and not winning. You know what I mean? Hardys had mm -hmm. to win it. Now, legality of the uh, IP, intellectual property of the Broken Hardy, and then the Brother Nero that was on TNA, Impact Wrestling, and all that, that's still under discussion, it seems like. Because they're doing a... If you, I don't know if you saw the video... After the match, um, where the Hardys did the interview for the WWE.com exclusive, mm -hmm. have you seen it? Nope. Okay, so Hardy Boys said they made 
Luke Gallows and Anderson's tag team was an accomplishment obsolete. And then like Matt did that. And then like okay, he did that on the WWE thing. But he didn't say delete or any of that. He had a little bit of a he did the accent, broken Matt Hardy accent. But uh, it was like a hybrid of the character on WWE. But then uh, people are like angry. Some people are angry about that. But I think I'm okay with them going as Hardy Boys. You know, just reminiscing, right? Because there are audiences, audience members who haven't seen Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. You know what I mean? With a Vanguard. <laughs> so I think Vanguard one. Right. And I'm sure most that dude, man. casual fans don't even know what the Vanguard one is. Like you and I know. That's the most over robot in wrestling history. Right. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> I like that dude, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, I think I think what they'll do is they'll live off of the nostalgia of the Hardy Boys for the little bit, and then um they will slowly transition. And that's a good way of milking it, though. Like you selling merchandise and you create a good story. I think there's nothing yeah. much to lose here. Yeah, and then people will eventually be satisfied with like, hey, we can't call they can't exactly. call it broken. So that's. There's a good scenario to play out. It's a very smart move. What, I agree. Okay, what adjective would you pick in place of broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero? What, what would be the replacement that you would use? I've been like trying to decide too. It's like, what the hell do I say here? What do I use here? Broken Matt Hardy? Or what? what's the replacement word for broken? Mm. It's hard. Yeah, man, you got me there. Yeah, and then Brother Nero. You can't say Brother Nero. And you can delete the Hardy. So, remove, no, obsolete. Uh, I, guess, I don't know. I don't know how it's But these phrases have become so iconic that if you change it, it really downplays the value of it. Yeah, well, that's the point of Matt Hardy. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is fine as a Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeff is always. Jeff right. Hardy is just, yeah. you know, he's the man. You know, like Matt, everyone likes him. Yeah, but Matt, Matt needs this broken character the broken no but character. to be honest WWE got him back because of Matt it wasn't Jeff uh, I think both just the name brand of the Hardys but you know what one good thing I'll say they you know no but okay let's for example Matt Hardy put them in the spotlight okay back again in the spotlight so you're telling me that Jeff Hardy he was he was still wrestling a few years ago and like, even recently but you know he wasn't ever coming back and yeah. now like when Matt, when, when Matt Hardy came out of his gimmick Mm-hmm. And like everyone was into him, and then people were like, "Hey, man! Like we really are interested in it." They say that you know, like Vince McMahon is not like uh, aware of like like what's so interesting about this gimmick, but you know, the writers and stuff of WWE actually noticed about you know the yeah. value of this like it, gimmick. Right. It, it, he's a meme generator, right? He he gets the viral yeah. attention. Yeah. So there's a no brainer there, but I mean, he's a funny dude. I'm really interested right. in his stories, you know. And then he he was a he was method acting the entire time on Twitter. No shit, I didn't know Matt Hardy was so good at this, you know. Like, right, and then when ten years ago when he was in, a, in WWE, he was like Twist of Fate, you know, like what's this Matt Hardy? What he had a club, right? Isn't it? Well, version 2.0 and some, you know. Yeah, when then the feud with Jeff and then the feud with Edge beforehand with Lita and all that real life. Well, stuff was Shannon Moore part of his posse? Shannon Moore and Gregory Helms, yeah, they're all good friends. <laughs> but yeah, yeah and it, so ah, and one thing I'll say before we end the Hardy Boys note is that <clears throat> they look, they look really good. You know what? I mean? Like healthy. 
Um, unlike ten years ago, yeah, would, Jeff's getting uh, in drug trouble and then all the Matt when he was like, yeah, Jeff looked really great. Matt, yeah, Matt as Jeff well. Jeff too. Dude. Jeff and Matt, both of them look yeah. really healthy and bright. Same as Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. um, in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame night. I, I'm just glad that like we don't get those. Wow, the, another wrestler died in the middle age or young age at the age of late thirties or mid forties. You know what I mean? So, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm glad to see them in a better light. You know, with all their drug addiction and all that uh, overcome. Yeah, they, I mean, they came full circle, right? Yeah, and then they're family men now, so it's very good. It was very good to see them in their healthiest state. Um, although, yeah, they were quite beat up with the ladder match the night before. So, anyways, overall, very memorable. Memorable match. And I mean, memorable if you're a wrestling show. fan, yeah, like from like whatever period, you should watch this. Oh, for know? sure, for sure, you, yeah. you gotta watch it. Because I'm sure that you know people would remember the Hardys, especially during the run in the Attitude Era, yeah. and yeah, and this is a great feel good moment for fans, you know. For sure. Hey, they, yeah. you weren't the only one, but this is. This was probably the moment for the. the yeah, if you're talking fans. about the trail right, you have the first few matches who excites you and hype you, yeah. and then after that you have this moment where you know you're in your heart you feel that yeah this is right you know like right. family has come home yeah. you know yeah yeah. And that's the first half of the review of the WrestleMania 33 for Mark and us. Uh, we'll be back with a second part where we get to. The review of the second half with the uh, Miz, Cena proposal, Triple H, Seth Rollins, uh, Bray Wyatt character, my frustration of it, uh, most of it, and also the women's match, the last SmackDown women's match, and also the final, final main event with Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. And I gotta say, uh, Mark gets really excited. He couldn't talk, wait to talk about Roman Reigns. And then a bit of a reflection of The Undertaker character as a whole, and then a retrospective of things. All right, thanks for listening. Please check out the second part.